Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that He created us in His own image and sacrificed His only begotten sinless Son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to Him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. And there, there, and there are other couples who've been married 40 and 50 years and get a divorce. They put their whole life in, into that marriage. Everything they had. They raised their children, their grandchildren. And then all of a sudden, things begin to fall to pieces, begin to unravel because they took uh, each other for granted and they gave Satan a tremendous foothold and Satan tears up the marriage because of pride and because they thought their marriage was invincible and they walk away. They're, they're wives who suffer and keep the children and uh, raise the children and help and do all they can while they put their husband through law school and medical school and all these other kind of schools. And then that rascal fall in love with somebody in school instead of going back home to the wife who's taking care of his children. And he flies off to a, with another woman leaving her with the kids, somebody, another woman in law school or med school or some other kind of school, and he skips away with her, and that's just a shame. And that's rejection, my friends. That's rejection. Thirdly, children experience rejection when they are abandoned by their parents, and that hurts. Parents don't want the children. They don't want to deal with them. They don't want, they, 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 they just leave them. Leave them in cars, leave them at fire stations, leave them at the police station. They just drop them off. Uh, their children are inconvenienced to them. That's a tragedy. Parents also experience rejection when they are abandoned by their children. You, you bless your children, you sacrifice for your children, you take your children to games, you, 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 you make sure they, they're ready for school and you help them through college and you do this for them and you do that for them and you give them your last dime and then they leave the house rebelliously. They leave the house so disrespectfully. They don't even call you, they don't even text you, they don't even call to say, how you doing? And that hurts. That brings on anger sometimes. It's painful. It's bitter. You children, watch how you leave home. Watch how you leave home. Watch how you leave anywhere. Whether it's a job, the church, uh, wherever you, the school. Watch how you depart. May there always be integrity in your departure because you don't know what your future holds. You don't know what kind of sickness you're going to have, what kind of calamity you're going to face. Listen, if you can't go anywhere else, you ought to be able to come home. That prodigal child, after, after he had lost everything and came to himself, he went home. And daddy opened up and said, you no good rascal, you made your bed hard, you sleep in it. He didn't say that. He opened his arms and received his child. This child of mine who's lost is now found. Oh, my goodness. What other rejections do we encounter? People experience rejection in dating. God may allow rejection if you are dating too young. Some of you are too, too young to be talking about I love you stuff. Um, some of you date unbelievers and God will break that up. But sometimes he'll bring about rejection because you with the wrong person anyhow. Uh, uh, sometimes the person is, 
It's just not, that person can be a Christian, but that person who is a Christian is not from the Lord for you. Just because he or she is a Christian don't mean that person is the Lord for you. Even if they're a Christian, you need to be asking, is this person from, from the Lord for me? And some people can sure put on a good act when they're trying to catch you. And then when, you, when they get you and all of a sudden the reality of who they are comes surfacing and you be saying, what did, what and who did I marry? Oh God, help me. Woo, these people can put on some good acts until they get you. And then the real them come out. Number five, what other rejections do we encounter? Youth will face rejection in school. From classmates, children will face rejection from bullies, teachers, professors, and universities because, because of your stand for Christ, your testimony for Christ. You'll be rejected for racial prejudice. People will reject you because of jealousy. They get jealous of your success, socioeconomic status, cultural differences. They reject you because of your physical disabilities and most of all because of the cause of Christ. Uh, number six, many experience rejection when they get cut from sports teams. They try and they try and they practice and they practice and they give it their best effort and they learn the plays, but yet they get cut because the team can only have a certain quota and they miss, they, they don't make the team and they get cut and they feel a heightened sense of rejection. Number seven, we experience a rejection when another applicant gets the job we are qualified for and expecting to get, and they get it instead of us. And uh, that's, that's a type of rejection in that regard. And then number eight, many experience rejection when they fail standardized tests, when they fail final exams. You've studied, you prepared, you've done all you could, you gave it your best, you prayed and you studied, you studied, and you still fail. Uh, fail entrance uh, exams, certifications, licensure exams, and all these kind of things, and you take it personally off, often, and you experience rejection. I'll stop right there for now, and let me transition. How are we to respond when we are rejected? How are we to respond? That's the key. How are we to respond when we are rejected? Number one, accept the things you cannot change. Accept the things you cannot change. Trust God and move on. Philippians 3, 13b through 14 says, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of uh, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. They're a dear friend, dear friend of mine in Houston. Uh, just a lovely man of God. And, and he, he took uh, the bar and he tried over and over and over and over. I know a couple, two or three people like that. Some people can take the bar and just zoom right through it. And he took, and matter of fact, so much so until he began to get defeated and depressed and all that. And I just told him, look, stop, stop. I know you studied, I know you want to be attorney and I know you want, for some reason, it's just not working out. And every time you flunk that bar, you get even more miserable. And so God just took him another direction and uh, he accepted it. And once he accepted the fact that he couldn't pass that test, he was able, he was able to move on with his life and uh, he was successful another way. 
and, and, and God blessed him in spite of not being able to get that bar. And those things happen. Those things happen. Am I talking to somebody in here? You, you see, but, but press on. Accept the things you can't change. Don't keep beating yourself up like that. Number two, realize it is not the end of the world and God is at work even when you don't understand. Just because you've been rejected or didn't pass something or someone rejected you or whatever it is on the job or uh, in a family or whatever, realize it is not the end of the world. The sky is not falling and God is at work even when we don't understand. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that all things work together for, for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. God is at work and he is rearranging your life and he's in charge, he's in control, and uh, he's up to something for your good and his glory. Okay, so don't think you're the only one, and don't think God is not at work simply because you don't understand. Thirdly, refuse to quit when you experience rejection. Refuse to quit. God does not reward quitters. A quitter never wins. Rewards are only given to those who are faithful unto death. I mean, you may be pursuing something and it doesn't work out and you have to go another way. I mean, I went to, I went to school to be a music teacher and have a master's in music and all that, and I, I've never taught music a day in my life. But God still used a degree for a whole lot of other reasons. And I'm still just as productive without the music degree. Now, he used a degree to make me who I am today. And I wish I could talk more about that, of how singing on that stage and doing all these kinds of things that helped me, the diction, helped me, the stage decorum and all these things. And my teacher thought she was uh, developing a performer, but she was developing a preacher. And God used a music entity to cultivate the preaching in me. <laughs> You see, and I never did get to the music because God had me, was aiming for the pulpit and I didn't even know it at the time. So, so God, God is in control and he sometimes takes you in a way you haven't been before because he's navigating your life and he don't always make sense. But hold on for the ride. Yeah. Oh, it's a ride now. You go up and down and curves and crevices. You say, God, what are you doing? Hang on. Hang on. Don't give up. He's headed somewhere. Say, God, now I don't know where you're going, but I'm going to hold on I'm going to hold on. Don't quit. Jesus didn't quit and neither should we. The scripture also says in Luke 9, 62, but Jesus said to them, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Number four, realize that you are not alone when you're being rejected. You are not the only one who has experienced rejection. Why me? Why not? You're not by yourself. How about somebody in here has been rejected. Let's help them out. How many of you have experienced uh, rejection to one degree or another? Raise your hand. Look, hold, hold them up. Hold them up high enough for folks to see. Now look around. Look around. I hope that calms you. I hope that soothes you. I hope you're in shock right now. <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone. Realize that you're not alone. You are not the only one who has experienced rejection. In other words, you are in good company, as you've just seen, because Jesus himself even uh, experienced rejection. So why do you think that you should be exempt from it? You say, why me? God's saying, why not? Why not? The Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 11 says, he came to his own, his own, and his own did not 
receive him. He came to his own Jewish people and his own people did not receive him. Number five, be mindful that God allows his children to experience rejection so that we may comfort others who will experience rejection as well. Be mindful that God allows his children to experience rejection so that we may comfort others who will experience rejection as well. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. God allows sometimes you to receive rejection so that when others are going through what you've you've been through, you can say, you know what? I know how you feel. I've been there and here's how you handle it. And you are able to comfort someone else who's been rejected by a spouse or by a child or on a job or in life to any degree, in the military, wherever you happen to be. God allows us to go through these things and he, he teaches us, he encourages us, and then he puts us in position so that we can comfort others who are going through the same kinds of things. Number six, you must exercise spiritual discernment if you're going to, or going to view your rejection from a spiritual perspective. You must exercise spiritual discernment if you're going to view your rejection from a spiritual perspective. Well, Philippians 1.9 says, And this I pray that your love may abound, increase still more and more in knowledge and all discernment to see things from God's perspective. Uh, Colossians 3.2 also says, Set your mind on things above and not on the things of the earth. Let me tell you something. Ask God to increase your discernment, to see things through the lens of Scripture. That's right. To see things, what's going on in the spirit realm. When you think on things above, God will give you spiritual, a spiritual perspective. In other words, when you think on things above and have a spiritual perspective of what's going on in your life, you will not allow yourself to become depressed when you have a spiritual perspective. You will not allow yourself to become bitter when rejected because you see things from God's point of view. You will not allow yourself to become worried or fretful and you won't begin to backslide and regress in your walk with the Lord simply because you have been rejected in this and you tried this and you're rejected and tried that 
and you've been rejected. Sometimes God uses rejection to get you what he wants you to be. Listen to this. Beloved, you can get a true evaluation of your level of spiritual maturity by how well you handle your rejection. When you go through rejection, your response to it will give you a gauge of your spirituality. You see? In other words, what are you saying? You get rejected. Oh, why me? You, you mad at the world. You cussing and you fussing and you, you whining and you, 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 you disgruntled. You make everybody else miserable around you. You know what? That's because you're spiritually immature. You haven't grown up. You haven't been walking with God. And God is using that rejection to show you the reality of yourself. You see? And then some of you go through rejection. You say, you know what? I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense. But I'm going to keep on hoping. I'm going to keep on trusting. And I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And I know that my God is in control. So, 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 you, so, so you can get a true evaluation of your level of spiritual maturity by how well you handle rejection. Number seven, refuse to allow Satan to exploit your rejection to establish a foothold in your life. You refuse to allow Satan to exploit your rejection to establish a foothold in your life. Many respond to rejection. You know how they respond? In an ungodly, fleshly way. When rejected, they turn to drugs, When rejected, they turn to alcohol. When rejected, they become very, very angry because their child hurt them deeply. Their husband left them, the wife left them, the job fired them unjustly, laid them off, didn't promote them, whatever. You see, they lose hope or even because of rejection, they become suicidal. They say, you know, what's the use? And they, and they kill themselves. And I've never seen so many children even because of rejection and bullies and dating relationship that have gone bad, really when they shouldn't have been dating at all. You need, I keep going back to that. Children, I, I keep going back to children. I don't know why, but God is leading me, that's why. Stay a child. As long as you can. Somebody went right with me. Don't be so fast to grow Grow slowly. Don't be so quick to put the lipstick on. Grow up slow. Hang on, because right now you're not paying those bills. You're not paying those taxes. You're not paying for those groceries. You know, you, you don't own a car. You're not putting the gas in the car. You're not, pay, you're, not, you're not paying the taxes and insurance and all that. And then you say, I want a car, but are you, are you responsible? What, what, where's your job? You don't not get a car till you get a job. Where you gonna get the gas from if you don't have a job? Enjoy the ride with your mom and dad. Let them talk to 
Parents, the best time to talk to your children is when they're locked up in the car. <laughs> in the seat belts. They are incarcerated in that car. Talk about God. Talk about God. They be saying, ooh, I can't wait till I get out here. That's enough God. <laughs> talk about God. Talk about it. Just talk about it. Talk about it. Talk. You got a captive audience. Talk about God. Sing Jesus. That's right. Talk about what happened yesterday. Talk about what you want to see God do with you today in school. Just talk. Talk. And, and when, the more you talk to your children, the less suicidal they'll become. And they'll, and they'll stop believing the ideologies and philosophies and all of, of the world system because they're holding on to truth. And sometimes, let me tell you, Mama, I'm trying to help you, Mama and Daddy. Sometimes you think they're not listening. They listening. Now, don't look like it. Don't act like it. You say, I don't know what's going on this child. Listen, they, they're obtaining more than you think. You keep on talking. If you don't see nothing, keep talking. That's a motivation. When, when you stop praying for your child, you're saying that that child is too hard for God. When you start praying, you saying, God, you can't do nothing with this. And that's a bad place to be. You pray till your breakthrough come. These children sometimes will drive you to wit's end. You tried one strategy, you tried two strategies, you tried therapy, you tried psychology, you tried all this stuff. Try Jesus! Try Jesus. John 10, 10 says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Don't you let the devil destroy your children. You hold on to them. You talk to them. He wants to destroy you, the children, the grandchildren, and the great-grandchildren. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Beloved, rejection will not get the best of you as you continue to look to Jesus and live in hope. Believe God Trust God. The children keep rebelling, keep doing the same thing over, seem to be regressing, can't make progress. You keep laying your hand or keep praying, keep praying, keep praying. God will give you revelation. Don't allow yourself to become frustrated. Just stay calm. Stay calm. You, you got to realize you, your children can't live on eternal punishment, especially when it's not working. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes you got to give them grace when they don't deserve it. Won't you say Amen? So that's right. God gave us grace when we don't deserve it. Say, so you know what, boy? I should have whipped you, but I'm not gonna whip you. I should have punished you, but I'm not gonna punish you. Matter of fact, I'm I'm kind of tired of whipping you. You know. But but sometimes you got to whoop them anyway. I know some of y'all don't believe in whooping. Y'all stepped all this. Y'all accepted all this psychotherapy. But, but, you know, the, the Bible says a whole lot about chastening and the rod in a healthy context. Amen? Amen. And I, I don't think you ought to ever abuse a child. And that's enough of that going on. And, and, and matter of fact, when you discipline a child, never discipline a child in anger. That's when you're set up to really hurt a child. That's right. Don't Be careful. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. I said this a long time ago. It's about time for me to say it again. Now, when you're going to spank a child, spank them on Friday. Some of y'all just caught that. 
Don't wait till Monday morning and whooping. They got whips all up on the back. And they show the teacher, oh, look at here. And by noon, you in jail. <laughs> you better let it go down. You better give it some two to give a two day window there, you know. <laughs> you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You got to be wise today. Boy, it used to be a long time ago. You, your child did something wrong. The school whooped them. The neighborhood whooped them. And when they found out what you did, that's a third whooping at the house. And you didn't go down to, you didn't go down to the school jumping on the teacher. That's right. You didn't jump on the, na- on the neighbor. These, kids, these parents are beat you up because you just try to correct the children, even not even touching them. Now don't, now, don't you touch these children now. Don't put your hands on them. Oh, no, man, Satan got this thing fixed. Don't you know these kids now got more power in the classroom than the teachers? And you know what? They know it. And they act like it. And that's why they're not learning. That's why they're not learning. They're not learning. You got to give you strength, give you wisdom. Creative discipline. Wisdom from God. Strategies from God, insight from God, revelation from God. Tell God as a pastor, Lord, I don't know what's going on with this child. There's a, they're a gift from God. They're a gift from you. And I don't understand them. They're wired up crazy. But Lord, help me. You keep talking to God like that. And all of a sudden, God give you a breakthrough. Now, he may not come when you want him to. But he's on time. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy, yet even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant, and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.